Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 miles away from Madison Square Garden, New York City. And man, a lot going on, right? Search warrant, Section 2081, the serious threat and straight oppression. We're going to get into all of that right now. On Monday, the FBI raided former President Trump's private home. Yep, you probably heard that by now, but just in case you didn't, the FBI raided Trump's home executing a search warrant on Mar-a-Lago. Now, many people who uh, found out about this found out about it, just like the news did, as they were doing a segment on some news channels, and the breaking news came out. Listen to this. Breaking news, former President Donald Trump says his home at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida is, as he describes it, currently under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Um, we don't have many details from the FBI itself, uh, itself but uh, bottom line, the president, former president, 45th president of the United States, says his home is being raided by the FBI. Now, Trump releases a statement so that everybody understands what's going on. Here's the statement from Trump. Maybe I'll do it in my Trump voice. These are dark times for our nation, as my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. Yeah, my Trump needs a little work. But he continues. After working for and cooperating with the relevant government agencies, this unannounced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. It is prosecutorial misconduct. The weaponization of the justice system and an attack by radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024, especially based on recent polls and who will do likewise anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming midterm elections. Such an assault could only take place in broken third world countries. Sadly, America has now become one of those countries corrupt at a level never seen before. They even broke into my safe. What is the difference between this and Watergate, where operatives broke into the Democrat National Committee? Here, in reverse, Democrats broke into the home of the 45th President of the United States. And that is a statement from Donald Trump. He concludes with this. The political persecution of Donald J. Trump has been going on for years with the now fully debunked Russia, Russia, Russia scam, impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, and so much more. 
It just never ends. It's political targeting at the highest level. Hillary Clinton was allowed to delete and acid wash 33,000 emails after they were subpoenaed by Congress. Absolutely nothing has happened to hold her accountable. She even took antique furniture and other items from the White House. I stood up to America's bureaucratic corruption. I restored power to the people and truly delivered for our country like we've never seen before. The establishment hated it. Now, as they watch my endorsed candidates win big victories and see my dominance in all polls, they're all trying to stop me and the Republican Party once more. The lawlessness, political persecution, and witch hunt must be exposed and stopped. I will continue to fight for the great American people. Sincerely, Donaldus Magnus. Now, this is a huge deal. It's a huge deal not because he made a statement. It's a huge deal that we've weaponized government to the point where we're going this high up the ladder. It's common knowledge that, you know, political opponents would do this stuff to people, um, mayor level, state senator level, things like that. Where they'll say, oh, today the FBI just raided the office of so-and-so. And it's, again, it's, it's, it's a smear. Whether you're found incredibly innocent at the end of it or not, doesn't matter. There's the video and the B-roll of the FBI leaving your you know, political office or your home with your computer and boxes of your records and their blue flak jackets that say FBI in yellow. I've seen this stuff for years. Very common, dirty politics. But we've never seen this happen at the level where somebody's saying, somebody might actually be a threat to me. Let me do this to try and neutralize this guy. Because they thought, you know what? If we, if we set him up and we spy on him in, in, as a campaign, you know, he'll never win. All right, okay, he won. All right, say he's peeing on Russian hookers. Oh, that didn't work either. Oh, they debunked that. Oh, man, what's next? Uh, let's impeach him for talking to Zelensky. Then he's out of office. Let's impeach him again when he's not even in office. We'll impeach him again because this way it'll be fresh in the American people's minds. This is a twice impeached president. And they said, nah. And he said, you know what? Let me have a rally. And he had a rally, and they were bigger and stronger than they ever were. So now the Democrats are thinking, how is it that this guy continues to gain momentum? What kind of cult of personality is this? What kind of craziness is going on? What is the insanity? What is the deal? And it's because they don't agree with you. Maybe they don't agree with me. They hate you. They hate me. They hate what we believe in. They hate the fact that some of us think a man should be a man, a woman should be a woman, that they should marry. Marriage, marriage is a good thing. To marry is a good thing. To have children is a good thing. And somehow this idea is bad. And we're going to get to that in the fourth segment because there's uh, apparently a war on straightness now saying that straightness is oppression. And it's part of white supremacy. <laughs> Go figure. Which uh, this is like the culmination, the cherry on top. But what's going on right now is very, very sinister. It's very, very evil, in my opinion. I've never seen a Republican candidate say that this person's doing wrong. We have to raid this person. We have to do this. Uh, I've heard Donald Trump say, you know, um, you're lucky I'm not president, whatever, because you'd be in jail, you know, when he said that to Hillary Clinton in the debates. Again, I, I take that as rhetoric. He did not take one step as an actual sitting public official to do anything to Hillary Clinton. It wasn't like that he got the FBI or the DOJ or anybody else to go after her. It didn't happen. Now, some would argue and push back and say, Rich, the only reason it didn't happen is because he didn't get his way. No, I would disagree. I would disagree. I think that Trump stayed away from those things, by and large, 100% of the time. 
He told Bill Barr, do what you got to do, to the point of Bill Barr is clearly turned on the guy, right? He, and he now he'll say things about Barr, but he didn't once ever say, no, you got to get rid of Barr, you got to get rid of Matt Whitaker, you got to get rid of whoever was the current uh, person. And even if he did say that, you know, we would need better leadership, he never took action to fire anybody. And again, people push back and say, oh, yo, you can't. No, the only one he couldn't really get rid of was Durham, the um, special uh, counsel. Outside of that, he could do what he wants. He appointed these people. He could fire these people. So I think these arguments don't hold water. Trump truly allowed them to be fair. He stepped aside, put his hands over his head, said, do what you got to do. And they're doing it. Matter of fact, Trump was the the number one suspect during his administration. And now he's the number one suspect in Biden's administration. What does that tell you? These guys are working overtime because they can't stand the popularity because Trump truly represents the people. He really has connected with people. And that's what worries me, because I think worse than the prostitution of public trust by the FBI is how many good people wrongly believe that this is all part of a plan that Trump has to entrap the cabal. Meanwhile, there are info hustlers out there that are taking good people on a bad ride, feeding them very bad information. And it's important, I think, that we as patriots, as, as, as believers in the Most High, that we actually take time to pray about this. Because it's one thing for Trump to play political chess. I think most good politicians uh, do that, and he's a really good politician and a really good businessman, and he's good at it. And he understands the media like no one else. Understood. But I don't think Trump wants to go to jail. I don't think Trump is wanting to the threats on his life, the threats on his family. He doesn't want these things. He's using them as leverage to say, look, I'm fighting for the American people. I'm fighting for truth, justice, the American way, and what have you. And this is what they're doing to me, and they're doing it to me because they're really doing it to you. And he's right. His ability to speak freely is my ability to speak freely because Trump stands for everybody. Please remember, at least in my opinion, Donald Trump was in this golden tower over on Fifth Avenue with his supermodel wife and decided that he was going to leave that wonderful lifestyle in that penthouse, marble and gold-filled place to go to the swamp in Washington, D.C. Now, yes, it's a great thing if you're a socialite or anybody else to say, hey, I became president. Check out my new digs, the White House. Okay, granted, the Oval Office is powerful, it's impressive, and it adds to any resume. So any social climber would want to be president. I understand that. And I don't take that away. I don't discount it. But I will say, while Trump may have wanted to be president for those reasons, which I I won't even say he does or he doesn't because I don't know, I do know that I that he did this because he believes in America and I believe that he believes in the American people. And I believe this from interactions I've had with his children, from interactions I've had with his staff. When I went to Trump Tower, people were incredibly nice and they told me how how hands on and involved Eric Trump is and Don Jr. in the in the real estate business. And they had nice things to say about them. Plus, they're also very, very polite people. So I've got no reason to ever doubt or believe anything that people are saying that they're this and that and they're just, you know, they're, they're no Hunter Biden, that's for sure. But yet there are still these information hustlers out there that to get a few more clicks, a few more downloads, a few more followers on social media, whatever it is they do to put their, you know, YouTube views uh, or Rumble views or whatever in front of more people, they make this stuff more salacious than it needs to be. So, yes, while Trump, I think, is astute and sharp and doing things to make sure that he is 
leveraging this situation. He's fundraising off of it. Good for him. You should do all of those things. He released an ad that almost sounds like a campaign ad, and I'm going to play it for you. It's three minutes long. I'm going to play it right before the end of the show, so make sure you stick around to the fourth segment. But these people will take this and make it seem like something more than it is. Now, I get it. I get it. There's all this rhetoric of the storm. And then when you hear this campaign video, there's a storm going on in the background. So, you know, I, I get it why they why there's a little fuel to that fire. And again, of course, that's debatable. But for people to sit here and say that Trump's got all the goods, he's got everything on everybody. And he may, in fact. However, if this is what was removed from Mar-a-Lago, now what? If what. Devin, uh, not Devin, excuse me, Adam Schiff, what he said about the military and how he entered into the uh, congressional record during the January 6th uh, hearings, this resolution to uh, not allow the military acting in any capacity as law enforcement and reinforcing posse comitatus. Most people looked at that and said, why would you do that? That's not even at play. But let's just say that there is something at play. Analysts like Julie Kelly, who was on with me on the Bohannon show, and, and others have different opinions about this. She said, well, what is it that the Democrats are doing with the military and why do they want to cover their tracks with potentially eliminating any um, unearthing of these military documents or evidence obtained through the military? Others think this is the information that Trump obtained from the military to prove that he is innocent and this and that and that they're guilty and whatever and whatnot. Bottom line is that stuff's been all stricken from the record. So nobody's using anything found by the military because you're not allowed to use the military on United States soil as any type of law enforcement. So the military can't go and arrest anybody. And that's a good thing because we live in a country where it's a civilian that runs the military. This is not a military junta. This is not like Castro where you put on your little general outfit and all of a sudden you run the country. The day that happens is the day we become a third world country. And that's the rhetoric that's going around right now where you have the president using the FBI as his own little military. So all Biden is missing is that big beard like Fidel Castro, a little pipe in his mouth or a cigar, his little green hat, and um, calling all the shots with his brother, James Biden, who could, in fact, be his body double because they look so much alike. (laughs) And I hear all this talk about body doubles. And not that I doubt it. I'm sure it's all over the place. I would have one if I was rich and especially if I was famous, especially if I was some sort of government official and people wanted to kill me. Why not? But I wouldn't have them give speeches for me. You know, these are diversionary tactics. I don't think there's two Bidens and one that gives a speech and one that's half robot and this and that. And you're going to have to do a lot more to prove that to me. I'm a skeptic on that front. But anyway, there's more to come straight ahead because former police commissioner in New York says if the Democrats aren't able to stop Trump from running by this legal maneuver they're pulling, trying to say that he violated some sort of federal records act, that somehow they might try to assassinate him. And that's some heavy language coming from Bernard Kerrick. So we're going to hear that audio and more. There's more to come straight ahead. Don't go anywhere. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.
Ram Power Days is going on now with our most powerful lineup of trucks ever. Hurry in and don't just feel the power, own it. And right now, get 0% APR financing plus $3,000 total bonus cash allowance on 2022 Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cab models equipped with a gas-powered V6 engine. Don't miss this great offer. Visit Ram.com to find your local Ram dealer today. Financing for all qualified buyers through Chrysler Capital. Not all buyers will qualify. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery by 1031-22. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. Big shout out to everybody that's listening all over the place. Uh, Just got a social media note here from our guy Paul in San Antonio. Big shout out to Paul. And Paul says he feels badly about what's going on with Donaldus Magnus. I think we all do. Because, again, and it's not because we're some sort of Trump fanatics that can never see anything wrong with Donald Trump, El Trumpito, Donaldus Magnus, the 45th president of these United States. No, that's not the case at all. It's because if they'll do it to a former president, they won't think half a second before doing it to you. And that is when you no longer have a country. It's not if you don't have borders, if you you don't have a country. I disagree with that Uh, because I think we have a border, whether the border is porous or poorly administered is a different thing. But we have borders. They're very visible. They're very clear. They're, They're not very acknowledged, but that's a different story. But I do believe that when you don't have virtue, when you don't have this, everybody stopping at the stop sign, you're going to have accidents. Well, this is what happens here. When people no longer follow the rule of law, when we don't have this rule of law, this is what happens. Now, Liz Cheney, of course, she's saying if we don't have the rule of law, if Donald Trump doesn't go to jail, then we don't have a rule of law. Of course, that's rhetoric. That's her opinion. She's not a judge. She's not a jury. She's not a court of law or a jury of his peers. Some people like to bypass the jury of peers, and go straight to be judge, jury, and executioner. And this is um, dangerous rhetoric, in my opinion, because you got Bernard Carrick um, now saying, and I'm not criticizing Carrick, uh, I say this is dangerous rhetoric on behalf of the Democrats, that they're putting this out there, because he's just observing what they're putting out. You know, he's picking up what they're putting down. And I agree. And I don't think this is the first time that they've tried to uh, assassinate Trump, uh, and he's just speculating on that. I've, I've heard lots of speculation that there's been numerous attempts while he was in the White House. But again, unverifiable other than a few that you could find, I think, in the Associated Press. But here's Bernard Carrick. If you remember back in 2016, when I, when, right before he got elected, I was in Washington, D.C. I was at a couple different social events, and I heard people talking. They said the Democrats want this guy so bad that they wouldn't put assassination behind it. And and I'm going to tell you something. They've tried impeachment. They've tried another impeachment. They've tried one investigation after another. This is about one thing. This is about stopping him from running in 2024. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm not into conspiracies. I'm not into anti-government rhetoric. This is the first time in my lifetime that I would say, I am deathly afraid for Donald Trump. I would not put assassination behind these people. Boom. So he would not put assassination uh, beyond the Democrats. And and again, I want to be very clear here. The Democrats are really just a generic label that I'm using for 
the evil, radical, elitist, leftist types that are within our government. Uh, and it, it doesn't necessarily include McConnell and those types of evil Republicans. That's a whole different brand of rhino. I, I'm talking about the, the real leftists, the real the people that are coming from a lineage of communism. Like, you know, the Jamie Raskin, whose father was was a known communist. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, whose father, Joseph Buttigieg, known communist, uh, communist educator, right? Professor of communism, uh, uh, head of the Gramsci Society. These these guys are the lineage of big Marxists. And they're all about this global hegemony, global takeover of culture, like the Chinese Cultural Revolution on steroids. This is what they're about whether they'll admit it or not. And if you listen close enough, you could smell that stuff coming a mile away. Speaking of smelling, I love the smell of coffee, right? Freshly ground coffee, especially the, uh, the, the nice blend of coffees that I get. It's like a Cuban-Colombian blend that I get from this coffee shop. It's, it's really not a coffee shop. It's a cafeteria, really. It's a little Cuban cafeteria that uh, offers coffee and empanadas and Cuban sandwiches and some um, light Cuban fare. It's really good. And I go there every morning and I get a espresso cafe con leche. Excellent, excellent. Gets you going, makes you talk fast, a little bit of sweat on your brow, really wakes you up. And I go there and I talk to the guy, and I've talked about this guy a million times. He's my sounding board for how I do the show later in the day. I like to get his take on things. And I said, you know, um, what do you think about what's going on with uh, Merrick Garland's comments a week ago where he said that Donald Trump is not above the law. I think you guys remember that, right? No person is above the law in this country. Nothing stops us. No, per- I don't know how to, maybe I'll say that again. No person is above the law in this country. I can't say it any more clearly than that. There is nothing in the principles of prosecution and any other factors which prevent us from investigating anyone, anyone who's criminally responsible uh, for for uh, uh, an attempt to, to undo a democratic election. So he throws that in for good measure at the end, a little like little jab to the ribs for trying to undo a democratic election. Now, listen, that part is going to be a real stretch because he didn't do anything to really. But anyway, he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows that he's trying to set the stage for something that's likely not going to stick. But it doesn't matter if it sticks or not, because, again, I could stop five people in, or ten people on the street in New York City, and I bet you five of them are still going to tell me, yeah, didn't Trump pee on Russian hookers? There's video of it and everything. You know, The whole thing was a lie. People will believe what, they're, what they see and what they hear, and you, although nobody's ever seen this tape. But even my buddy who runs the Cuban place, even he said, if I see that Biden and the Democrats are using the Department of Justice and you know, the, the legal mechanism to go after Trump just simply because he's a political ally. He said, well, then that would make them just like the slime balls in Cuba. And he likes Biden, or at least used to like Biden. Lately, he's been saying Biden's incompetent, like I think a lot of people are realizing. So I really think that this might backfire in a spectacular way. But you've got the imagery from this woman, Maggie Haberman's book, where somebody gives her the looks like three by five note cards where Trump may or someone has written in, you know, um, notes uh, with a Sharpie, like a marker. They were torn up and discarded into a toilet. And now the big story is that Trump tries to destroy evidence in toilet, you know, and I'm thinking, look, it may not be my place to to throw things in my toilet (laughs) other than what goes in the toilet. Uh, But 
who's to say that somebody didn't set the whole thing up and Trump tear this up, throw it in his waste paper basket because there were simple comments like, you know, you know, um, big, you know, VIP shout outs or something at, at a speech. You know, you visit different states, you go different places. Make sure you say hello to so-and-so. Make sure you say hello to so-and-so. Big thanks to Senator so-and-so in the great state of whatever. You know, you have to remember things. So you put them on index cards, you write a note. Understood. We've seen Biden's notes. They're a lot more intricate. Sit down, take your seat, you know, <laughs> like every step of the way. So it, it comes as no surprise to me that anybody would have notes. And the fact that somebody would tear them up, maybe throw them in their waves, paper basket, and then somebody who wants to score points with the New York Times or get paid for them or whatever, take those note cards, tear them up, throw them in a toilet, take a picture and say, hey, look, this happened on more than one occasion. That's a White House toilet. This is a, a toilet in somewhere else. And this is this is a, an ongoing uh, conspiracy of tearing up note cards and throwing them in the toilet. Now, let us just presume that really was what Donald Trump wants to do. He wants to throw things in a toilet. So? Weird as it may be, who cares? You could read half the stuff on there. They're just the names of people. So I, I honestly, to me, if you tell me Barack Obama was tearing things up and throwing them in the toilet, I would say, all right. I mean, I don't know what he's got to hide. That's probably what I would say. And I'd say the same thing about Trump. I don't know what he's got to hide, but I don't think this really happened. I just don't, I don't believe it. And again, if that was Obama's preferred way of shredding things, good for you. Good for you. Although Marky, uh, the Sharpie marker, excuse me, uh, doesn't necessarily uh, fade in water. I think they're permanent markers, so it's probably not the best way to do it. I'm thinking burn pit. I'm thinking paper shredder, but whatever. I mean, the point that I'm making here is that the whole thing is incredulous to, to me. I think it's just stupid, but that's that. Because ultimately, there was no raid on anybody else but Trump, right, and Trump people. They did this to Roger Stone with the SWAT team. They did this to Paul Manafort with the, the SWAT team. And did they do anything to Hunter Biden, who actually is under federal investigation right now? Is there any raids on, on Joe Biden prior to? No, nothing's going on. But yes, Joe Biden, uh, the current president, he does approve a raid on Trump, even though the attorney general says that there are no political investigations until after elections, because he did say that, too. So this question, if you would, would you think it would be appropriate for the president of the United States to call you into the Oval Office and tell you that his son didn't break the law regarding this matter? Uh, absolutely not. And uh, the president has not done that. And the president has committed not to interfere, not only in that investigation, but any other kind of well, I agree with you, but investigation. Well, that apparently wasn't enough to satisfy one Cuban woman, Cuban-American, who was down in Florida, decided to go over to Mar-a-Lago to show support last night, as did thousands of other Trump supporters that lined the streets headed towards Mar-a-Lago. And somebody got some video of this. Listen to this. He's awful. Hunter and Biden. Hunter Biden. Hunter, the meth addicts are cracking. I want a communist in this country. No way. Chino, want a communist in this country? No way. Dile, abuela. Good for you, grandma. I'm happy that you spoke up. I think a lot of Americans agree with that because this is out of control. And one of the Americans that agrees with that is uh, Speaker McCarthy. He's saying enough is enough. Make sure you preserve your documents and clear your schedule. That was his message to Attorney General Merrick Garland, who he plans to investigate as part of uh, Congress's role on oversight. Now, straight ahead, I want to jump into a few different things. We're going to 
to talk about what's going on with China. We're going to talk about what's going on with the uh, batteries and some analysis that we have on that. We're going to talk about that Trump video. And before we get to any of that stuff, I want to just talk about this law that they're saying that Trump violated and some legal analysis that says fake phony fraud is not going to stop Trump from running for president. So don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. The 45th President Donald Trump thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. Mr. Call Screener. Yeah. Oh, it's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative Talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, America, what's up? It's Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. Big shout out to everybody listening on the air on 1210 WPHT. Big shout out to Philly, the city of brotherly love where free speech lives. And everybody listening on all the other streaming um, platforms, odyssey.com and all of the others, thank you for listening and checking in, giving me a follow at Rich Valdez with an S at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. I appreciate it. I do look at the comments. I do much appreciate it. Renee, thanks for sharing that as well. I appreciate it. Always looking forward to uh, chatting and communicating with you guys on social media at Rich Valdez with an S. Now, Here's what I say. The Democrats are opening the door to go after Barack Obama, to go after any of the Bidens. Uh, Maybe even we'll find something on Hillary Clinton now because all bets are off and all options are on the table because the sword of indicting and raiding former presidents and, you know, going into their homes, breaking open their safes and whatnot. This sword cuts both ways. And maybe not today, but sometime in the future, the opposing party is going to have a majority. And now the precedent has been set. Game on. Let the impeachments begin. Let the raids begin. I'm thinking maybe we could start with members of Congress like Adam Schiff, for example. We could do raids there, right? Uh, Eric Swalwell, Maxine Waters. Heck, for good measure, we could even throw in all our crazy AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, many you're saying, well, why, Rich? Just to be vindictive? A, yes. And B, you could come up with the... Uh, fake phony fraud trumped up charges that they came up with for Trump documents, records, whatever. I mean, really, if that, if that's what you're going to do to break open the guy's safe and whatnot, go right ahead. Really all bets are off. Of course, she'll tweet and say that the FBI was trying to ask her out and that the FBI has a crush on her. Uh, and you know, maybe something about her, her body, because this is how it is. Whenever anybody goes after AOC, she, she runs away and she makes stuff up. But the Democrats have opened Pandora's box. And we've seen this treatment before. They treat a lot of Republicans badly, Brett Kavanaugh and others during their confirmation process. However, the great one, Mark Levin, 
has excellent analysis on this. And he tweeted something out from her name is Ann Althouse. It was a conversation she had with Mike Lee. And some of the things that Senator Mike Lee said um, were really poignant. And she put them out on a blog post. I'm going to read a couple to you. She says, as a former lawyer, federal prosecutor and current member of the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee, Mike Lee has a few questions about the FBI's raid of Mar-a-Lago. First, did Attorney General Garland personally sign off on this action? Second, why break into the safe rather than seize it, take it into custody and then seek a warrant to open it? Third, why obtain and execute a search warrant rather than first seeking the items in question, either through an informal process or with a subpoena? Then the FBI needs to bring forward the justification for this unprecedented action as soon as possible. But if there isn't, we've got problems at the FBI. This is Mike Lee. He goes on, classification authority belongs to the president of the United States and not to bureaucrats at the National Archives. Meaning, if Trump says, I wrote down notes on my notepad on the back of his beautiful napkin for Mar-a-Lago, and over here I put some ideas about how I want to paint the uh, reception area of my new presidential library, but I'm going to deem this classified, then it's classified. Because it's the, it's the executive that has that, that privilege, not bureaucrats in Washington saying what can be classified or what cannot be. So, good point. He also says, if this turns out to be the product of a growing political weaponization of federal law enforcement agencies, shouldn't this incident cause all Americans to even be more outraged by Democrats whose plan it is to hire an additional 87,000 IRS agents, many of which are going to be armed? a federal police goon squad to come and take your money and your property? Hmm, not so much of a stretch now that you know that they've included transactions in Zelle, transactions in Venmo, transactions in PayPal. Anything more than $600 has to be reported to the IRS. Way to go breaking the back of the little guy. He goes on. How is this aggressive action defensible in light of the FBI DOJ treatment of Hillary Clinton, who was never subjected to a raid like this, even though she mishandled classified material and destroyed the evidence? And it's true. She did use bleach bit and a hammer to destroy this because she said she wanted to be very effective in destroying the server so no one would get it. Unbelievable. Anyway, he goes on to wrap up. What should we make of the fact that this is occurring while FBI and DOJ have taken no discernible action regarding the flagrant violations of the law by Hunter Biden or even pro-abortion extremists who are threatening the Supreme Court justices at their homes? And these are you know, some questions that he posed recently. And I, I totally agree. This isn't the end of the analysis. Another um, article in Reason.com by Professor, here he is, Josh Blackman, constitutional law professor at the South Texas College of Law in Houston and an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute. He argues on Reason.com that, no, Title 18 of the United States Code, Section 2071, cannot disqualify Trump from the presidency. The statute disqualifies a person from holding any office under the United States. According to reports, The FBI searched Mar-a-Lago as part of an investigation about the handling of classified documents. Will this be the action that finally stops Trump? He questions. Several progressive commenters commentators gleefully pointed to uh, 18 USC 2071 that says this. Whoever having the custody of such records 
proceedings, maps, books, documents, papers, or other things willfully and unlawfully concealing, removes, or mutilating, obliterating, falsifying, or destroying the same shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both and shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States as used in this subsection of the term for office does not include the office held by any person as a retired officer of the armed forces of the United States. Now, the professor continues, if Trump is convicted of violating this statute, can he be disqualified from the presidency? The answer is no. And uh, according to this professor, he says that his colleague, Seth Barrett Tillman, another professor, wrote about this precise issue in 2015. At the time, conservative commentators, including former United States Attorney General Michael Mukasey, argued that Hillary Clinton could be disqualified from the presidency due to the shortage of classified materials on her private email server. Mm -hmm. Saying that this is why Mukasey's argument doesn't work. Under Powell v. McCormick and under U.S. term limits versus Thornton, Congress and the states cannot add the express textual qualifications for House and Senate seats under Article 1. And that reasoning, Seth concluded, would seem to apply to the qualifications for the presidency under Article 2. Several courts in the Seventh Circuit and elsewhere reached the same conclusion. On the blog, Mukasey later admitted that Tillman was correct and that he was wrong, saying, on reflection, Professor, excuse me, Professor, take two, Professor Tillman's analysis is spot on, and mine was mistaken. The disqualification provision in Section 2071 may be a measure of how seriously Congress took the violation in question and how seriously we should take it, but that is all that it is. Tonight, Charles Savage of the New York Times, tonight being Monday night, uh, when he was reflecting on the raid on Mar-a-Lago, recounted history in an article on Trump's search, saying this. Some Republicans were briefly entranced with whether the law could keep Mrs. Clinton out of the White House, including former United States Attorney General Michael Mukasey under uh, the George Bush administration. Now, but in considering the situation, several legal scholars, including uh, including Seth Tillman of Maine at the University in Ireland, Eugene Volko of the University of California at Los Angeles, and others noted that the Constitution sets eligibility criteria for who can be president and argued that Supreme Court rulings suggest Congress cannot alter that. The Constitution allows Congress to disqualify people from holding office through impeachment proceedings, but grants them no such power for ordinary criminal law. Mr. Volko later supported this in his blog that Mr. Mukasey, who is also a former federal judge, wrote that upon reflection, Mr. Mukasey had been mistaken and Mr. Tillman's analysis was spot on, repeating what he said earlier. Now, once again, Tillman rebuts the argument that conservatives favored as a way to get rid of Clinton, that liberals now favor as a way to get rid of Trump. Neither one is going to work. There's nothing new under the sun here, he says. Back in 2015, Seth did not have to make the argument that the presidency is not an office under the United States for purposes of Section 2071, because Seth did that with another statute, 18 U.S.C. 2383. Section 2383 also disqualifies a person from holding any office under the United States. In an article published shortly after inauguration, they addressed what happens if the Biden administration prosecutes and convicts Trump of insurrection. The article is suddenly very relevant to our very uh, current present moment. 
And uh, you can take a look at that. I, I retweeted Levin's post on this. And I think it's a good, interesting legal insight and analysis. Now, there is plenty more that we have to cover, so I don't want to beat this drum too much. But we only have a little bit of time. So don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And I want to jump into this audio um, regarding the oppression or suppression of straightness. Now, this is from uh, Prager University. I want you to listen to this. Investigative journalist Christopher Rufo has revealed documents from San Diego Unified School District claiming that heterosexuality is a system of oppression and that young students need to learn this. A teacher training program says that white Europeans created a false gender binary of man and woman so that they could oppress trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people. Rufo says that, according to SDUSD, a system called heteronormativity gives privilege to straight white men, and the only solution is to dismantle binary gender language. In other words, no more saying boys and girls. SDUSD also has a sex ed curriculum produced in partnership with Planned Parenthood, which uses all kinds of inclusive language. Why is any of this in schools? This is not education, nor is it inclusive for all. Join us at PragerU Kids for free videos that really do educate. Subscribe now. Wow, right? Wow is all I could think of is how they're tying this Kinseyan idea from Dr. Alfred Kinsey that says that children's sexuality should not be oppressed by uh, adults, how this is becoming part of the mainstream. It's becoming part of a, a national conversation at school boards across the country with school teachers unions all across the land. Now, this doesn't come as a surprise to me because this is how the Marxists operate. And their first bastion to ever conquer was unions. And the teachers unions is probably or are amongst the strongest unions that we have. Randy Weingarten, probably one of the toughest Marxists out there. But I just want you to try that on and hear what that woman had to say, because to me, this is shocking and relieving at the same time that I have one kid that's in college and the other one is a senior in high school. And I thank God for it. But for everybody else to my left and my right and listening to this broadcast, you're screwed. Your kids are under attack. The family's under attack. All things good and holy are under attack. And yeah, if you want to label me a holy roller, that's fine. But you know what? There's a lot of people that think el hombre tiene que ser macho. A man's got to be a man. There's a lot of people that believe that, you know, a mom has to be soft and tender and kind and nurturing and loving. That our traditional gender roles are just that traditional. There are a lot of people out there that are just that traditional. There's a lot of people out there that think it's okay to make the sign of the cross and go to a church and worship their God and exercise free speech and freedom of religion because that's what America was built on. That's what we've espoused. And now there's a bunch of people that have their own philosophies and nobody's ever stopped them, right? We're so tolerant, we don't care. But now the left is running amok. It's out of control. They've taken over pretty much every uh, aspect of American politics and culture. And now we're trying to claw our way back to where it's even a fair fight. This whole thing with Trump, this whole thing with the attack on the children, I think this really is going to open up the door 
for a cultural tidal wave against everything that they're doing, a resurgence towards traditionalism, a new enlightenment, if you will. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe we've got to stand for something because if we stand for nothing, we'll fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So make sure you do something. Take action. Do whatever you got to do legally and lawfully. Until the next time, hasta la próxima. I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. I'm Sulin Wong, host of The Prince, a new podcast series from The Economist. It's about China's leader, Xi Jinping. He's the most powerful man in the world. But he remains a mystery. His story is hidden behind a brutal censorship and propaganda machine. After 10 years in charge, it looks like he'll break convention to stay on, perhaps for the rest of his life. I'll tell the real story of China's leader, the lessons he learned from watching his parents lose everything and from rising through the ranks of a vicious regime. Now, he's using those lessons to control over a billion people. He's changed China, he's changed my life, and the decisions he makes affect us all. To understand what's next, you need to know where he came from. Listen to The Prince from The Economist wherever you get your podcasts.